void voidlings. Diav, the lawkeeper, rested and ready to peer beyond the void and draw another story from the fine lines of time. Previously, our four adventurers met a strange old man in a traveling shop, trading special items for seemingly mundane trinkets the group carried with them, selling other odds and ends, and offering each a draw from a powerful deck of cards. Ludwig drew a magical pouch that would produce any spice he required, Sakura a mountain of rare gems, Tumania loss of experience and a psychic favor, and Quilonan a pair of wishes for which she would be especially careful to consider their use. Now, as this interim of chapters comes to a close, what decisions will our heroes make in their final evening of rest? Find out today on If I Could Wish a Wish. back in the middle of town. Uh, soccer, there's still a couple gems scattered about the ground as you're picking them up out of the dirt. Um, a good portion of the townsfolk have gathered around the uh, perceived proscenium of the, or circumference of the, where the shop used to be, and are all sort of staring in their blank eyed as, as this shop seems to have just disappeared before their eyes, and the four of you are standing there. Behold your new king! No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> As you buy the, the town, build a keep. <laughs> uh, do I still have an eyeball on my forehead? You do not. No. <laughs> um, and then uh, as the crowd starts beginning to murmur, uh, you see Carolyn, who currently sort of push her way to the front. She says, now, 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 we've all seen our share of strange things in the past couple of days. Go out your business. But have you seen this? And Ludwig puts the boots on. Oh, Ludwig. <laughs> and jumps up off the ground and does a superhero pose. As roll, he goes roll a d20 for me really quick. Oh, God. Five. <laughs> you put them on the wrong feet. That's fine. It still works. <laughs> okay. He doesn't know how boots work. Your feet come off. You <laughs> do the splits. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so you begin to fly up in the air. Are you trying to impress people? Yeah, of course. Make a performance check. <laughs> Tumani, are you going to join your fellow flyer? Nat 20. Uh, fuck. Yeah. No, I think I'll just watch. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, he start. What, ah. what, what do you do to perform? Ludwig would like to do somersaults and barrel rolls through the air. Do a barrel roll. And as he does this, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending... His loincloth gets blown away. <laughs> or just blown about. <laughs> no, away. Do you get to decide if it gets blown away? Jeremy? Uh, uh, can, can, can it land on some villager's face and she's so enthralled by his acrobatics that she enjoys it? Uh, <laughs> Did this turn just turn into Magic Mike? I'll allow it. And it's not stinky because you got counterspell. Spell. 
Yeah, not only counter smell, but he was in the area that she purified. Oh, it was only food. Food, food, food and water, yeah. Well, I mean, it was a leather product, which is essentially <laughs> a food product. He wasn't. He wasn't wearing beef jerky. Was, I, mean, I mean, you can still cook it. Can it you can cook shoe leather. You probably. literally can. So I mean, like, Early it American was purified. Declan, <laughs> put the mage hand away. Never. <laughs> And Carolyn really goes up to you as uh, she's got a pouch in her hands and she says, Woo, look at me! <laughs> she's like trying to give this to you, but her eyes just keep darting back up to the naked barbarian floating in the wind. Does it match his size is what I want to know. Uh, well, I wasn't going to do that unless somebody asked, so Ludwig, roll a D100 for me. Do you want me to roll sure, it for uh, you? Oh, sorry, no. let's, let's make it a little, let's roll a D12. We'll, we'll, we'll make it more easy to, uh, I'm no, sorry, I'm sorry. Ludwig's gonna have to roll this for himself. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, I do have inspiration. inspiration! I'm using inspiration. Okay. <laughs> Four. Okay. It's, it's, it's average. It's average. Wow. <laughs> That's going to a separate text. No tweet. Okay. That's so It's not terribly. Uh, so, it's, it's, it could be it's, a, it's technically a grower, not a show. Yeah, it could be a grower, not a show. It's a little cold in the air. <laughs> not used to this much wind. Oh, uh, all right. So she she's standing there. She keeps looking up at the naked barbarian. She's like, um, so here's the, uh, uh. Oh yeah, the the payment I I promised you, of course. Thank you for returning my daughter to me. Sakura takes it in her hand and woo, puts it into her bag, right next to all of her other gems. <laughs> <laughs> she says, "I'll make sure it's distributed fairly." So it's a bag of two hundred and fifty gold coins. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's going to be distributed fairly. So. Okay. And she says, um, "Are you?" going to stay with us a while. You are, of course, always going to be welcome here. Probably not. I'm uh, assuming we have to find a bazaar. We... We also have a companion we need to look for. Yeah. We do have several journeys ahead of us. Um, we'd li also like to inform you that we left our companion, Erky, in charge of Garen's bar as... Garen's bar? Garen's the old, the old boar? Yeah. yeah, the bearded boar. Uh, Garen appears to have become missing in action. So he is another journey. We intend... Uh, what's the word? Intend on... Yeah, we intend on on. That's taking. terrible. I mean, Garen has Ludwig been... is a bird! <laughs> Garen has been uh, a business owner here in Oakhurst for over ten years. Um... I don't, I don't know how we'll react. I'm, I'm sure we haven't even been able to count our dead yet. We don't know who's gone, but if we find him amongst the ranks, I'll be sure to let you know. Under I'm pretty sure he's not dead. Understand it is our intention to bring him back, and our companion has every intention of assisting the village with their needs when it comes to the responsibilities as innkeeper and bartender. Well, I hope you plan to stay for at least the evening. I will buy you each a round at the Bearded Boar. And um, if you are going to be leaving our town and traveling, um, 
Might I request a favor from you? Of course. My brother lives in the town north of here, Parnast. Um, I was hoping you could bring news of his nephew's death to him. What's his name? The dead nephew first. Talgren. And, and where Talgren. is Talgren now? Talgren is the son that died. Died in the Citadel. Oh. This, the daughter, Sherwin, she, you brought her back and she's resting in the shop. Okay, so Talgren the, is the dead nephew. Yeah, and then what's the uncle's name, or her brother's name? The, the uncle's name is Brolin. Brolin? Brolin. In the town of Parnast. Sup, Brolin. Ludwig lands on the ground. Yeah, it's been about a minute. <laughs> uh, a, uh, a 20-something-year-old woman with bright-faced red, just cherry red, walks up to you shyly and hands you your loincloth with a smile. <laughs> Ludwig takes the loincloth. Who are you? Oh, God. She smiles and he says, who do you want me to be? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like a toddler. I walk up to him. I want you to be shiny and gold and play music. You want me to be a harp? No, you can play music with oh. your voice. Okay. <laughs> and she leaves the crowd. <laughs> um, I help Ludwig put his boots on the right feet. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Just... <laughs> I tie them for him. <laughs> What do you? I think Dakwell just figured out a spell he could use. <laughs> use of the Rune Keeper. Fucking yeah, like so sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Ancient knowledge. <laughs> They're like little uh, scholars that are used. Blood magic is bad. 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 <laughs> so okay. I help, yeah, I help Ludwig put his shoes on his right feet and tie them for him. Okay. Thank you, Jumaini. Mm-hmm. Who was that woman? That was the uh, shopkeep. She's the one that, the girl we brought back, that's her mom. The no. little girl that we didn't find. The trick girl. Oh, wait, are you talking about the girl that was hitting on you, or? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I don't know, some part. She wasn't hitting on me. She was uh, giving advance towards you. I give him like an eyebrow rag. <laughs> like he, he, he like attempts the eyebrow, <laughs> eyebrow rag for, back. Like he, he's a pretty passable perception. <laughs> I like uh, a sexual advance. Oh. Yeah. Do you think she still wants to? Is she gone? Yeah. Yeah. She disappeared from the ground. I think you missed it, buddy. Maybe next time you tell me. Maybe next time I'll tell. You. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to fast forward uh, to the evening okay. uh, in the Bearded Boar. Um, it's not so much a celebration as the amount of death that has happened earlier in this day, uh, but the majority of the town has gathered, and over the course of the evening, probably nearly everyone in the tavern has offered to buy each of you a drink. Um it, it's it's not so much cheering your heroics, but as a thank you for helping save the town, um, especially being four strangers who had no bearing as to whether this town lived or died. I accept every drink. Okay. Um, 
Ludwig sticks out his new shiny tankard okay. and also does so. Uh, Sakura, I need you to roll a constitution uh, saving throw for me. I accept every four. How many? I'm drinking all night. Uh, we'll, we'll start with one and we'll work our way from there. I accept every fourth drink. Okay. Okay. I like it. That's a good number. You know, four Hang for on. the level I won't get. I accept a drink and continue <laughs> sipping on that same drink all evening. Okay. 16 for the okay. first one. Okay. Uh, make another one. Tumani, make a constitution roll as well. 17. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> These are all unmodified because I have zero bonus to my oh, constitution. Yeah. Nice. 17. Okay. 19, 20, wait, yeah, 21. Okay. And one more for each of you. 10. 7. Okay. 16, 17, 17, 7. Okay. Seven. To me, you hold your liquor pretty well. Uh, you're actually you're actually sitting next to Ludwig, and you're drinking as much as he is. You're definitely tipsy, but you're not drunk. I just, like, hold the glass and superheat it so all the alcohol dissipates, <laughs> and I drink it. And Ludwig's <laughs> drinking and drinking and drinking. You're just not getting that. You're, you're having fun because there's a lot of people, and people are being nice to you, and everybody's having a good time, but you're just not getting drunk. Mm. Must be Elfo Ghouls. Ludwig thinks maybe alcohol weak. That's it. Sips tea. And <laughs> as as you say that, you see Sakura as she st- stumbles up on top of a table and begins doing a very slithery dance. Yes. <laughs> Sakura, make a performance check with disadvantage. This is the dance of the priestesses. Uh, question. Is there a way to record this for later? <laughs> Only mentally. <laughs> uh, sorry, it was a performance check? Yeah. With disadvantage. Oh, man, but it's my charisma trait, bro. Uh, you, might, you might still roll well. That's a 19. Disadvantage. You roll oh, sorry, you're right. That's an unnatural one. An unnatural, so a modded one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some bullshit. It's me. it's literally just her tripping over herself. Wait, and wait, sorry. That's a it's a five. It's a five. Oh, okay. I don't. It's not a minus two. I don't know why I said that. It's okay. Five. No, it's not. Um, it kind of uh, it kind of resembles the Running Man, mm-hmm. as she's sort of sort of doing this like slither thing and then moving her arms around. Um, Oddly enough, it, it it it's kind of endearing to the people of the town because you've been sort of this stoic, upright kind of thing, and you're just letting loose. And even though you look like a dork, uh, people, people I feel accepted. Yeah, people That's... are actually enjoying it a little yeah. bit. Ludwig does not feel drunk. I'm sorry, Ludwig. Maybe you should dance. <laughs> Dance with me, Ludwig! Dance with me, Ludwig! Ludwig needs more drunk first. Do, 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 do the slither slathing. Just slither slathing. Like this. Um, I, I will purposely, uh... No, I will dance with... I guess I will dance. Slither slathing. Ludwig gets up and attempts to impersonate the the dance that he's seeing soccer dance. Okay. All right. Make a performance check. Do it better than me. Uh, it's actually going to be pretty solid. Um, 
Why do I always roll really well in performance? I got 18. <laughs> All your charisma checks where you got the... Um, yeah, you and Sakura, you actually fall into sort of a sync with Sakura, so it almost becomes a synchronized, and you're sort of bringing her out of her funk. Okay. And uh, it actually becomes sort of a uh, hypnotic almost dance between the two of you. It's as, so sweet. As, you know, the, the, the murmur in the bar sort of... Uh, drops down to a whisper as people begin to watch as the two of you dance on the top of these tables. Ludwig speaks to Sakura as they're dancing. <laughs> I wish our listeners could see Declan right now. <laughs> <laughs> Snake friend. Yes, true friend. You saw me fly. I saw you fly. <laughs> Did you feel like that one girl that walked up to me like you feel right now? <laughs> But better. No, okay, no, no, no. He wants to do the sex with you. Can I place the spell on her? No. I was thinking you and me. Oh. Oh. Um, can you make a persuasion check for me, Ludwig? Yeah. Uh, persuasion. Let's see. Uh, that's going to be an 11. You're pretty drunk. He's kind of charming, but you still have control of your actions at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I knew this was going to happen! How did I know? (laughs) (laughs) We can't hear this. Can I I use uh, thaumaturgy, whatever? Thaumaturgy? Yeah, and like just add light around them so it looks all fancy. I think it's pressed. Is that thaumaturgy to do that? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I could do a minor miracle thing. Okay. Yeah, so little sparks start popping up around you guys as you're dancing. <laughs> Adding to the one. <laughs> I don't even know. There's actually a couple like small claps start uh, emanating from out, with outside the, uh, the circle of people. In time with Sakura's yes. Is there even music playing in here? There is not currently. Oh. <laughs> we need the mage band. That's totally, totally what I was thinking. They're actually the group of uh, musicians that was on the stage earlier is is at the bar. You see, all of their fingers are all bandaged up. Oh. Uh, like how bad? <laughs> I, just, uh, I mean, I just they were, they were pretty much playing to the bone. Okay, okay. Ah, the healers are looking at their yeah. spell cards. We have healing word. Yeah. How many people are there? <laughs> there are four, four uh, balladeers. Four, huh? I can do a cure wounds. A creature you touch regains a number of hit points equal to 1d8 and your spellcasting ability. I'll say, because because this is a rest scene, um, the two of you sort of lock eyes and, and we'll both look at the balladeers, and there's an understanding between the two of you, uh, both being healers and both being of the earth domain. And uh, you walk up in unison to the balladeers and begin to unbandage their fingers as the twinkle of magic begins to uh, spark from your hands, and you see their wounds on their hands begin to knit back up. Um, as you're doing that, and as Sakura and Ludwig are uh, parlaying on the show, <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to find like the nicest way to let him down. <laughs> um, 
You hear a, a, a small uh, clearing throat in the corner of the pub. Uh, the pub. The pub. The pub. Uh, and you turn, and there is a uh, young woman standing in the corner on a little stage. Uh, she couldn't be more than 10 years old, holding a very ornately carved um, uh, flute. Cute. And. <laughs> Detect magic on that <laughs> She, uh, and she says, um, Sorry, we're all we are all kind of having a serendipitous moment right now, or is it yes. just two people? Okay. Well, I mean, you two are sort of. He says that to you, and you're like, ha. Uh, and there's like this frozen moment, and then at the same time they're healing the bards, mm -hmm. and then you hear this, uh, and she says, "My Baba was killed today. This is for him." Aww. And she begins to play the flute. And a surprisingly uplifting song begins to play. And as it goes on, it gets, the tempo begins to pick up. As uh, this starts to happen, uh, Sakura places stops. one finger <laughs> on Ludwig's Lud mouth. Ludwig also stops and turns towards Sakura and says, Moment lost. Never mind. And turns around and <laughs> <laughs> Moment lost. <laughs> <laughs> Can everybody make a wisdom saving throw for me? I believe you get advantage, Declan. Or do you is have it, proficiency? Is it magic? I think you're proficiency. Is it magic? So yes, I do get an advantage. That's technically on the What edge. is it we're rolling for? Uh, wisdom saving throw. 19. Do I get to add my wisdom to it? Uh, yeah, you're 14. You're oh, oh yeah. 14? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh. Which is good, because my other one was 4. So 23. Okay. 13. I have the 16 wisdom and I have a plus three, so which one, what do I do? You have to roll a d20 and add your plus three to it. Add the plus three. Mm -hmm. Two plus three is five. Okay. Uh, and what, sorry, what was Ludwig's? Thirteen. Thirteen. What was yours, three? Twenty-three. Oh, wow. Um, so as this song begins to play and it begins to pick up speed, you see patrons in the bar start clapping along with the tempo, and it gets, it gets to this... High, this high energy dance, and um, Tumani is still banded or healing hands. Quilanan's hands just sort of drop from their hands, and you see her sort of lift up her skirt on both ends, and then she starts dancing out a jig. Uh, <laughs> and Ludwig, because I'm susceptible to the magic. Ludwig jumps down from the table and begins to dance as well. Uh, Sakura, you are unaffected by this as well. And the unaffected? Unaffected. Oh. And the bar the patrons of the bar begin to dance. Uh, I look I look around for anyone who isn't dancing. Okay. Make a perception check. Uh, twelve. You see hmm, You see Sharwin Hukreli sitting alone in the corner of the bar. She's the in a dark right? corner. She is or the, the merchant's the daughter, daughter that, that you saved. saved. Uh. So as we found out earlier, I deciphered some arcane knowledge from our friend Salad Bar, or Saladel, <laughs> and uh, he showed me that with this 
little lumpy book in my pocket, I can change one letter of a spell or cantrip that uh, changes its meaning in a way that the GM and I can agree on. Uh, so I have my favorite little spell, Mage Hand, and I am going to change the M to a B, and... The H to a B. The, yeah, the H to a B, and I am going to create a band. Uh, it, it, it can maybe, if you want, not be actual people, just a bunch of hands with instruments, like multiple okay. mage hands. So a, as you cast this spell, um, a phantasmagorical... Uh, set of stringed instruments begin to materialize around the girl and play. There's a lute that plays by... They all seem to play themselves. There's a lute, a harp, and a hand drum. And they all seem to add to the flavor of what's happening in the bar. Flavor. Uh, I then begin to make my way toward Carolyn? Karen? Carolyn. Carolyn Lucrelli. Charwin. Charwin? Sorry, sorry, Sher- Sherwin. Sherwin, Sherwin. Her, uh, Carowin's her mom. Uh, and uh, to Manny, as you're sitting there, um, the all of the, the balladeers, so I'll say two of the balladeers, thank you. The other two have jumped up and are dancing with the rest of the crowd. Um, what, what are you doing as all this is happening? Uh, how do their hands look? Uh, you've, you and, between you and Quan, you've healed them up. They're gonna, uh, they're gonna need to rest a bit before they can play again. Is it like really oh, is it loud in here? Oh yeah, it's getting crowded, loud, hot, and sweaty. Uh, I think two matey will walk out to the front outside. Okay. Just to like get some fresh air. Get some fresh air. Okay. <sighs> I slither between people as I make my way toward her. Okay. I wave and happily smile as I'm dancing my magical jig. <laughs> Soccer gives you one of those. <laughs> You're still kind of drunk, right? Yeah. Uh, as Ludwig dances over to see if he can find the girl from before in the crowd. As Ludwig is dancing, as luck would have it, you had you had to interrupt me. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. You can cut that part. It's a, as Ludwig is dancing, uh, he bumps into a very familiar face. Wearing a dress made out of uh, silks that look like they are colored gold, and uh, the bright young young faced girl uh, curtsies to him as he's dancing. Ludwig tries to do the same. Okay, he curtsies with his loincloth <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, reaches out his arm and, and locks arms with her, and they begin to jig together. Giggity. Yay! Um, get laid, jiggity jiggity, <laughs> jiggity jig. <laughs> that's that's always your goal to get someone laid. Always, I'm a good friend. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, so two things are gonna happen simultaneously. You're gonna reach the table with Sherwin, and uh, and Tumini is gonna be outside. Um, I'm gonna start with Sherwin. You uh, reach the table, and she seems to be sitting there contemplating the drink in her hands, very stoically. I slither onto the seat, juxtaposition to her, which would be adjacent to her, across from her. Parallel? Yeah. Across from her. (laughs) And I say, uh, what's wrong with your poison? She doesn't respond. Why aren't you dancing with the others? She doesn't respond. As you lean in 
to the dark corner that she's sitting in, you recognize a familiar petrification to her skin. And you realize that she has returned to the state that you found her in inside the Citadel. So she's like a statue now? More petrified wood. Uh, I... I reach out and I touch... I reach out and I touch her. Her face. It feels like petrified wood. Do I feel any magic emanating from her? Can I do like an arcane investigation? Do you have to touch magic? I do not. I don't believe so. If I use like lesser restoration on her, could you like, could I take away her disease? You're not sure what she has. Um, You're not in that. You don't know this is happening. I'm just curious, like... Um, so... You'd, you'd have to be there to find out. You can roll an arcana check. Okay. Seventeen. This seems like some powerful type of magic and is probably related to the Golthius tree itself. So killing that tree is probably she's probably tied to it. Um, and she has a drink in front of her. I want to sniff the drink. The drink, do, do uh, like a survival check. Does it smell poisonous? The drink, it? it looks like she didn't even touch it. It's full to the brim, it still has its head on it. I wonder if the magical flute has caused a reoccurrence. I am dancing, and I am realizing that I'm dancing because of the magic of the flute. You can make another uh, wisdom saving throw if you like. Let me see if I'm aware. If you can break the charm. Eight plus three. Uh, you are you are aware that this is magic that's influencing you, but you can't seem to break free from it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ludwig is enjoying. Declan's mind spinning right now. He's trying to figure something out. I was like, I can detect poison and disease, but you'd have to come tell me. Right. Uh, are there any windows? There are windows with shutters. Or their shutters are open now because it's dark. Uh, is there any movement going on outside? Are there any lanterns moving? Do I see any people moving? Most of the town is inside this tavern at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um... There are, you know, most of the small children are at home in bed, and um, the only the only thing you see is is the back of Tumini's head as she's sort of leaning up against one of the walls where a window is. Hmm. I don't like this. Something tells me I'm going to see something pretty soon here. Um. I stand up in the uh, in the outside of the booth and I turn toward 
Sherwin one more time and using my thaumaturgy and booming my voice, I cry out, Sherwin Hukreli, answer me now. Um, hold on a second. <laughs> I'll do a presence check or performance. Uh, make an intimidation check for me. 15. Okay, uh, the music abruptly stops and everybody sort of stops dancing and sort of is just coming out of the charm and realizing that something weird just happened. Um, for Ludwig, uh, the girl sort of smiles at him and starts dragging him towards the stairs to the rooms upstairs. Uh, Ludwig does not resist. <laughs> Ludwig has no resistance to charm. And uh, you see Carolyn, who probably uh, rush through the crowd from the other side of the pub where she was dancing. And she uh, rushes to her daughter's side and throws her arms around her, uh, running her hands over her face and, and her petrified hair and crying and saying, Sherwin, 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 come back to me. Please come back to me. Please. I ask Carolyn, what magic is this? She says, I've never seen anything like this. It must have been something that was done to her. I've been released from the magical spell as the music has stopped too, and I, I run up to this group and I tell Kerwin, this is the state that we found her in when we discovered her, her and her brother both. I have no idea why it's come back upon her. We thought it was disappeared when we, when we shook her out of it. Um, how, how did we get her out of it in the first place, out of character? When you killed Balok and the tree was destroyed, she returned to her natural state. So mayhaps the tree is regrowing itself. Um, since you're, you're, this is your first interaction with it, Mother, you can do a uh, arcana check as well. Arcana check. I'm going to see if I can discover what the magic is. Nine plus what? Arcana. Yeah, arcana, sorry. Four, 13. Um, from... What you can tell, this is some very powerful magic that, um, short of very powerful magic attempting to undo it, the only way you know that you could maybe undo it was to, would be to study the source of the magic, which unfortunately has been destroyed. I relay this information both to Sakura and to Kirwin. Shaking my head, wondering what on earth we could do. I turn toward the villagers and I say, have have you not any of the fruit stored and left? Uh, they say, Magical fruit. Uh, she, Carowyn uh, jumps and she says, Sherwin brought brought the, the fruit back from the temple, maybe. And she gets up and runs out of the pub. Uh, too many. Mm-hmm. Uh, rewinding time. Uh, Ludwig does not resist. <laughs> you, uh, 
get a little overwhelmed by all the people and music and dancing and uh, step outside into the cool night and lean up against the uh, wall of the bearded boar and just sort of observe the night sky. Uh, as a druid, you just feel more comfortable being outside in where you can see the sky and you can be in the open air. And uh, roll a perception check for me. Eighteen. Uh, you notice on a post across the way from where you're standing, a large raven staring at you from the post. Speak with animals. There we go. I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> you gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for the for ten whole minutes. You cast the charm upon yourself, and do you approach the raven? Um, I kind of I get like one step close, and I'm like, "Good evening, raven." And like the, just kind of like tapping my nails on my quarterstaff. And the raven responds. Good evening, young tiefling. Young? I just like... <laughs> <laughs> Switch the hair back. <laughs> Flipping her wings back. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, what are you doing on said post? Oh, the usual. Looking for my evening meal. Guarding against evil spirits. Any evil spirits you see tonight? Only those in your future. I mean, fair. <laughs> um, I kind of like walk around in a circle. I'm like, yeah, we do have to go kill this lady. I guess we don't have to, but I want to. She's pretty mean. Anything else you're doing tonight? Crow. Raven. Raven, he's a raven. Uh, is it a he? The raven caws and sort of preens its feathers a little bit and then looks up at you and says, come closer and I'll show you. I take one of those like long strides where you lean back like a cartoon and I kind of slink forward. Slunk. As you <laughs> slink forward, the raven brings its beak forward and touches you in the middle of your forehead. And... You feel the third eye open uh, for you, and a series of flashes run through your mind. Okay. Okay. What are said flashes? You see a blue-skinned baby in a small cage. Loki. Crying maniacally. Like, evilly? Like, madden maddeningly. Okay. Like, insanely. Baby in his cage, crying a lot. You see yourself lounging next to Sakura in the back of a wagon. You can feel heat around you. You see a chariot with spirits firing arrows at you. A chariot? This is the wrong time zone for a chariot. Chariot firing arrows at us? Mm -hmm. 
you see probably the largest being that you've ever seen. Like a giant. And betwixt its legs, <laughs> you see behind it, well, behind it is an ice shelf. Okay. And within... Hold on, hold on, hold on, stop. Large being, behind it is an ice shelf. Yeah, like, like a glacial wall. Okay. Large being, glacial wall. And betwixt its legs, you see an opening in the ice shelf. Okay. And you see a dark figure moving forward from it. It moves at an incredible speed, and as it exits, you see a giant raven fly out and spread its wings. This image is known to you. This image is personal to you. You also see a symbol, a rune, inscribed above the entrance to the cave. Okay. And I will draw that for you. Sweet. Does the raven disappear when I come out of it? When you come out of it, you the raven caws and flaps its wings and takes off into the night. Back inside. I move away from the Hukrelis, the, the wooden Hukreli, and I tell everybody, uh, keep drinking, you still have much to celebrate, but I make my way toward the child. Okay. Um, you see her sort of sitting on the edge of the stage and just sort of looking down at the flute in her hands. Did your Baba teach you to play, child? No. She looks up at you. She says, Master Garon gave this to me. Oh, man. Master Garon is a wise one. I told him I wanted to grow up to be like the musicians that play at the festival. I think at this pace you shall be, child. But be sure you know when to play this flute particularly. Make a perception check for me. Perception check. And then an arcana check if you pass that. Can I cast guidance on myself? No. I am a I willing creature. <laughs> I am a willing creature. That's what Ludwig's Is saying right now. Is it a right spell slot? <laughs> <laughs> or a It's a cantrip. Ludwig All very it. willing. <laughs> Fuck yes. All right. Because my, my perception was 12 naturally. So that's 16 now. Nice. For my perception. Okay, and do an arcana check. Uh, 18, I believe. Good rolling there, Sasha. Arcana, yes, 18. Um. Oh, so for the, for the point of it, at least, uh, as I make this perception, I look around the room and I say, Dara Strixi Sovis Mix. And that's Dragon's Guide Me. Okay. Uh, so you, as you look, at, look down at her, at the flute in her hand, uh, you notice that there's a very peculiar marking of red on this ivory flute. 
Um, upon closer inspection, it seems to be some kind of a blood seal, hmm. uh, which with your arcana check, you know, should make this flute only available, uh, the magic of this flute only available to Garon's kin. So this could be Garon's daughter. Would that mean she would be druid? She, or no, Garen wasn't a druid. Who is... But she said her baba was dead, and she said Garen gave her the flute. Master Garen. So maybe it could be her uncle or something? Who is your baba, exactly? My baba was a librarian. And... He knew all sorts of things about dragons. Him and mama loved Garen very much. And your mother, is she here? I haven't seen her since the attack. And you've checked the library? I have. What's your I came name? here from there. What's your mother's name? Lucy. And, and your father? His name is Baba. Baba. I thought Baba was like a... I thought Baba was Grandpa, too. It's a dad. It means daddy. He is Baba. Like there's nobody else here. Hukreli was kind of our our person, our go-to. Uh, uh, is D'Angelo nearby? Um, yeah, I'll say D'Angelo's near at the bar. I call out for him. He comes over. Um, D'Angelo, are you familiar with this kid, this child, this youth's parents? Uh, she says, yes, that would have been uh, Lucy and Reginald. Lucy and Reginald. Are they of any relation to Master Garen? Not that I'm aware of. Will you keep vigil over this child for me? Of course, and he leans into you. He says, I buried her father this afternoon. What yeah. about her mother? And you've seen no trace of her mother? Not as of yet, but there are parts of the town that we haven't been Ooh, able to. I bet you the mom and Gary were getting it on, and that's why he, she is his, da his daughter. Oh, please. And Garen killed the father and took off with the mom. Yes. <laughs> Under <laughs> cover of the zombie war. This week of... So this is all... A lot of this is happening really fast. A lot of this is happening very fast and uh, in in time with each other. So I'm going to say that um, Tumani comes back into the pub just as uh, Ludwig reaches the top of the steps with his dancer friend. I just slow clap just for you, buddy. He needs to take out his aggression on something other than and dwarves. Don't make it aggression. You, you have the urge to write down this symbol that you saw as quickly as possible before it leaves your brain. Okay. Me or her? her? I thought you were talking about the symbol on the flute. No. I'm gonna draw it, then you can redraw it. And that's the abyss thing that you saw open up underneath the giant? It's it's a, I was a, a symbol above, above the entrance the to the cave. To the cave. So, Lefbig, you're being pulled up to a, uh, to a room. You see too many rush in and give you a little clap and then run over to the bar, pull out a, a parchment and a quill and, and begin drawing. Ludwig has his attention elsewhere. Okay. All right. And we'll just say the door closes and just end it. Okay. <laughs> the door closes. 
This looks borderline vulgar. It's supposed to. Oh, is it? I'm still sitting with um, uh, Sherwin. Sherwin, ruminating about the the tree, wondering what we can do, trying to discern uh, what my role is. I see Tumidi run in and go to the bar, and I wonder what she's drawing so feverishly on the parchment. And I know that Sakura and the little girl are having a conversation, but I don't really understand why. I'm going to go over to the bar and ask Tumini what's up. What happened outside? Had a vision. Had a vision. Had a vision. I'm drawing basically a penis as I finish. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't make the symbol. (laughs) No, but I'm pretty sure I know (laughs) where where it originates. I just like, when I drop my thing, I'm like, this is a penis. That's fucking Raven. (laughs) <laughs> oh, got you, Bagabas! Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, shite. Um, I, I kind of look around for the first time, realizing that not everyone's dancing and singing and there's no flute playing. And Yeah, people are actually starting to leave the pub at this point. Okay, and that uh, uh, Quilanen looks kind of frazzled and a little upset, and I'm like, okay, what's going on? Let's not pay attention to this. What's going on here? Yeah, I asked you what's going on, and you had a vision, but you're looking at me now and saying, what's, what's going on? What's going on? What's, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? What's going on? What's going on? Tumini, was sitting over here, and she has completely turned back into the petrified statue as we found her in the Citadel. I don't know what's happened. I don't know how to get her out of it. Once the young girl stopped playing that flute, the magic left me and everyone else who was dancing, dancing under its influence. Mm. Sakura's over there talking to her. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on anywhere. <laughs> um, question. If I use detect poison and disease on her, should I use, or should I use detect magic on her? But if I use detect ma- magic, is it just going to show me that, yes, magic is being used? Right. Is it? I already did that, right? You didn't. No, you did an Arcana check on her. Oh, an Arcana check. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll whatever. I'll just do detect magic and then okay. You oddly do not sense any magic, residual or otherwise, or poison or corruption. For all intents and purposes, this woman is stone. Okay, well, clearly there's some sort of magic, just not ones that I can detect. I guess, can I try and heal her? You can attempt to heal her. I mean, I don't know what else to do. Lesser restoration heals paralyzed people. (laughs) Does that count? (laughs) Maybe. You could try. All right, I'll try it. You, your hands glow with a radiant energy <laughs> as you attempt to cure this person. Um, and it seems like it just washes over the stone. It doesn't seem like there's much of any being left in this statue of a person. So sad. And as you, as you do that, um, two things happen. One, Carowin Ukrilli comes running back in with the fruit of the Goltheus tree. 
and uh, begins to grabs a bowl and begins to smash up the fruit and uh, just sort of shove it where the where where the petrified mouth of her daughter would be open, but it's closed, and uh, she just keeps sort of shoving this paste on her to no avail. You also can turn and notice while your detect magic is still on that you can see the a, a glow around these mage instruments as they begin to slowly fade from existence. Mm-hmm. And the flute that is held in the hand of the girls is definitely magical as well. I walk up to the flute. The girl on the flute. Okay. And I ask her to show it to me. She holds it out. Oh, I kind of look around it to see if there's anything of note on it. Perception? Okay. Critical fail. Nope. Sure. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. It's because it wasn't in the box. It's my perception. Plus four. Okay, so uh, 16. Okay, you notice that there's some kind of uh, blood, uh, dried blood sort of ingrained in the ivory. And soccer is standing next to you. I noticed that she's looking at the flute, right? Yeah, because yeah, I, I told her to show it to me. Uh, I kind of pull her to the side so that our backs are to the child, and I whisper in your ear that... Sakura whispers in your ear that sigil is a blood symbol, which means it can only be channeled through a blood relative to Garen himself. From what I've ascertained thank you good word <laughs> as i have ascertained put the s's in there as i have ascertained her understanding of her parents and through the villagers here there is no known connection from this girl to garen himself no known no. I'm no noticing what's connection. going on, and I begin to wonder if the flute is made out of the wood of the Polius tree. Okay. Um, you can make a investigation check. <gasps> Twelve. Um, it doesn't seem to be made out of wood. It seems to be made out of bone. And as this sort of somber moment of investigation is happening... Uh, you hear the pitter-patter of small feet come up, and you, uh, Sakura, you feel a small hand slap you in the small of the back. <laughs> you motherfucker. Alright, sorry, I feel a small hand slap me in the back. It's our key. And you hear, oh, what a, what a good night, guys. Oh, man, we made so much money today, everybody was happy. Oh, such a great place to be, don't you think? Yes. Yes. Our key? Um... What, what, what I miss? Okay, what does this flute look like to you? Uh, looks like a flute. <laughs> and he sort of narrows his eyes and like looks between the three of you like he knows you're expecting something else from him. <laughs> it's okay, Erky. Thanks for your help, though. Of course. Can I get you all a drink? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> well, your rooms are made up at the top. On the house, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Literally on the house. And that was an actual 
snort. So, uh, Sakura snort. <laughs> Sakura's still kind of drunk. Yeah, it, t- it, t- it took her off guard. She wasn't ready for something actually funny to be said. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh. Man, I wish there was something we could do for her, this girl right now, but I don't really think there is anything I can do for her at this moment in time. Or any of us can do for her. I would like to say that, you know, to Mania as as being an orphan herself, seeing this girl whose parents have probably died. I don't know if that affects her at all. Uh, I think that one of her parents is alive. I I think it was nice of her to at least know her parents. (laughs) I turn to both Kirwin and the little girl and ask if they uh, would like to stay in the inn for the evening so Kirwin can stay near her petrified daughter. And uh, I don't know if the little girl has a place to go. Maybe she'd like to spend the night in the inn. Carolyn wipes away the sobbing tears that she's been crying for her daughter. But she says, I will get a few able-bodied men to help me carry her back to our home. How heavy is she? Could I fly her back to their house? I mean, she's a, a pretty solid chunk of petrified wood. So I would assume she's kind of kind of heavy. Petrified wood makes it lighter. No, when you petrified it, wood, it, no. a piece of petrified wood this big is like oh, it's like a rock. Lift it up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a very large, thick, dense rock. Never mind. Um. So maybe Mr. Magic Boots could, but I don't know if you could. <laughs> af- so after uh, it's funny that you mentioned that Magic Boots, <laughs> sexy so, Magic Boots. So uh, no, we're not back go- to Ludwig. No, we're not. We're not going. <laughs> you know what? Never kiss and tell. No. <laughs> not, not even fake. <laughs> we're, no, we're not doing that. Uh, however, once all that's over, Ludwig is totally going to do I Can Show You the World <laughs> and fly her up into the air. Me show you clouds. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, Sakura told me that's what they are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Little comic relief at the end of a hard night. Uh Naked Ludwig flying, <laughs> flying rando chick uh, through the sky, doing I can show you the world. Of course, Mike so, would find the rando. Chick. So b- before before we conclude for the night, I do What's need supposed to mean? I do need to ask: Is this Ludwig's first time? Um, roll a d one hundred. I'll leave it. Let him leave it up to I'll, chance I'll if he wants to. No, no, I'm I'm gonna say that uh, it definitely is. Okay. Nice. It definitely is. Does he have special feelings for this rando chick now? Probably. Okay. That's usually how it works. Okay, good to know. All right. <laughs> he marked something about, down. Me uh, so, about the so girl. does does Ludwig ever get her name during all this? Because he would ask. Because he's already asked once. Her name is Ronald. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll write it down. I mean. <laughs> Jeremy's gonna rando it right now. I'm gonna totally rando name generate. All right. Uh, you do know, whilst in the thralls of passion, that she is half-elf. Oh, cool. Half-elves are fun. They're sexual. So is every, yes. so is every race. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. She was half-orc. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fine, too. Yeah. Ludwig does not discriminate. <laughs> At all. <laughs> At all. Against literally anything. I can show you my blade. Uh, her name's inside of this backpack. <laughs> uh, her name is Gifra. Gifra. 
Like, she's got a gift for you, babe. <laughs> and it's not pronounced Jifra. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you guys are terrible. <laughs> Uh, there's gonna be a Ludwig musical episode coming up next, so just stay tuned. <laughs> I can show you the world. Uh, so yeah, the the uh, the young girl just uh, grabs your hand, Quilan, and, and she she follows you to your room and sleeps in your room that night. Um, Tumani, are you sleeping alone? Or are you gonna try and sneak in with Quilan and, and the little girl as well? I know none of us have asked her, her name. No. <laughs> Nobody has asked her name. You guys are bad at asking people their names. Well, as we're walking uh, up the Ludwig. stairs, name. I'm holding her little hand. I say, what is your name, dear? My name's Zenoa. Zenoa. Well, let's forget about everything tonight and have a good rest. Um, I think Chimani's going to sleep by herself. She's feeling weird. And she's going to be just kind of trying to think about whether she's seen this symbol before or not. Okay. Did you take it with you or did you leave it on the bar? Oh, I took it with me. Okay. It's under my boobs right now. Okay. My very purple boobs. All right. Everybody goes to sleep. Um, and Tumani, really quick, roll me a... It's either going to be a history check or... Yeah, it's gonna be a history check. Okay. D20, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> 19. Okay, yeah, that's enough. You, um, as you're sleeping, uh, you begin to dream, have the same dream over and over of the vision that you have, sort of on a loop, on repeat. Okay. And about the seventh time you have this dream, your eyes fly open in the real world. And. It, the realization comes to you that this symbol is the symbol of the frost giants of the north. The frost giants. Who have very large penises. Clearly. And that's where we're going to end tonight's session, guys. Okay. Um, also, uh, Tumini wants to study her tattoos some more. Okay. There's no mirror in your room? It's on my thigh. Oh, sorry. I thought we talked about it being on your No. Back. Okay. Because I wanted to be, I wanted to put it somewhere where there, nobody would see it. Okay. Roll an investigation real quick for me then. 17. Nice. Investigation. 20. Nice. Okay. Um, as you sort of run your hand over it, uh, something strange begins to happen. As you're running your hand over it, you begin to loop back through your vision as you're seeing it. And as you see this giant raven come flying out of the cave uh, and spread in the same way that your tattoo spreads, uh, you see that image fade and then the raven tattoo goes all black and then you start seeing a network of lines running through it, of white lines. Does it look like a map? It absolutely looks like a map. <laughs> and that's where we'll end tonight's session. Hail the void! Hail, Hail the, the void. void! Shining, shimmering, <laughs> friend! <laughs>
Um, <laughs> there was some fucking funny ass shit. You guys were, you guys are all gonna earn inspiration next round. Yay. Uh, that was great. Uh, I had a lot of fun tonight. Uh, the shopping took a little bit longer than I thought, but that's that's fine. I've got some great stuff coming up. Um, any final thoughts from any of you? Uh, be prepared. Oh, yeah? You're yeah. writing a list? Dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of them. Yeah. I would say that uh, Kolanan and Tumani at some point could should look through their spell lists and, and do the same thing because at some point you guys can you switch the book. off, yeah, a little bit, yeah. But, but like, with some of the ones that I see that he gets out of this, I don't know <laughs> if, if we're going to want him to <laughs> hand it off. I'm, to I'm me, concerned yeah, I might about need a few to of those. hide the book. <laughs> I'm legitimately <laughs> concerned about a few of those. Ludwig had been fighting for as long as he could remember. From the time the ice giants ravaged his village to daily bar brawls, he usually always started to fighting side by side with his winged companion in the arena to the showdown with Emtazah. The fight defined him. The fight was life. But he'd never admitted to anyone that he was tired of fighting. At least, not until that night. His first time was nothing like he'd expected. Gifford was soft and sweet and kind. And after the deed was done, they sat and talked together until the wee hours of the morning. Gifra, he learned, had always dreamed of one day leaving Oakhurst and living in the big city. She would find a small building for rent and open up a little tea shop. At first, Ludwig put up his usual front, regaling her with boisterous tales of his heroics and how he would never give up the fight. But she could see right through him. She could see the boy, the beaten boy, the lost boy, and the tired man he had become. And Ludwig didn't run. He did what he always did, and met her face on. He didn't know who he was anymore. He'd been lost in grog and blood since he was a teenager, and had ignored the void left in his heart. He missed having a family, a community. He missed his father. He missed his brothers and his sisters. He felt incomplete. So, as barbarians are off to do, he acted with his heart. The very next morning, he and Gifra left for Neverwinter, with the money in his pudding-stained bag and a business loan from Sakra of five rare gems. He and Gifra chartered passage to Neverwinter. It was there that she would have her tea shop, that also sold strange soups and meat cakes courtesies of Ludwig's culinary aspirations. Unbeknownst to Gifra, Ludwig had saved the cutting of one of these gems. It wasn't long at all before he proposed, as the couple was already expecting. When time from their adventures permitted, his adventuring family made their way to Neverwinter to attend the wedding of the hero of Oakhurst. Quillanan presided. Tumani was his best man, Sakra the Ringbearer. They named their son Hanan for the compassionate spirit they saw in him. Later, they would name their two daughters Tumani and Rook. He loved them with the whole of his heart, next to a special place he kept for his friends of old. 
So if you're ever in Neverwinter, and the night is cold, and the world seems grim, stop in to the Again and Always Tavern. They'll warm you with a nice cup of tea and a strange but delicious meat pie that will soothe your stomach and your mind, and make you feel like you finally come home. We miss you, Mike. Uh, did you just shush the cat? Yes, I did. Rude, she lives here. You don't. That's true. <laughs> we are we are recording. Be kind, Koga. Uh, 